<laughs> I think it could be Yellowstone. We found it. It fit the mountain town. Is our uh, we'll have to play that. is our intro here and uh, welcome uh, Rosie and Brett Lamberson. Um, everyone, I can't not be more excited. I know everyone that knows Rosie and Brett are super excited to then see them on an interview together on a podcast. This is a slice of Flagstaff. I know you. I know you like to play it down, Rosie. <laughs> but and for those of you that don't know. Um, we have, and I know they won't name their own accolades, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through a little bit here. So, um, Rosie, well, you've been in town for how long? Have you been in Flagstaff for Rosie? Since Brett was four, and you're how old now? How many years? Nineteen eighty. Yeah, it's been yeah, in the nineteen eighties, and so which brings us to, and then uh, owners of uh, so family owns Mountain Sport, which is celebrating. You explained to me they are coming up on the fiftieth. Party for Mountain Sport downtown. That is five zero. Five zero. And how big they're you're, you're bringing all the employees to trying to get the word out there too to all the employees that have worked at Mountain Sport. A massive over party. That many years. So if you guys know anyone, get the. Oh, Yep. Um, so if you know anyone that's been an employee at Mountain Sport, have reached back out to the Lambersons and the Lamberson family. Um, but we also have uh, Flagstaff Real Estate runs very deep in the blood of the family here with Rosie. How long have you been a licensed real estate agent? Well, Lisa was in kindergarten. So, six. oh my goodness, uh, close to f- close to. F- 40 years. 40 years of Flagstaff Real Estate. Yeah, I don't have the gold watch yet or anything. There, uh, that is, I would probably say real estate agents still doing business in Flagstaff that have that type of tenure are less than the fingers of one hand, I'd probably guess. Oh, interesting. Wouldn't you guess? I know there's a lot of 20 years, a lot of 25ers. You and Freddie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Me and Freddie, and Freddie is the one that got me into real estate. I don't know if you know that. No. It was over lunch. She actually, we bought our first townhouse from her. Yeah. Because her husband was the manager at a ski shop. Okay. So that was the connection. Yeah. And so she became our realtor. Okay. And uh, we became friends. Okay. And over lunch one day, I said, you know, I thought about maybe going into real estate. And, you know, I'm in re- I've been in retail my whole life. Yeah. Had the two kids, we'd moved here, and before I knew it, she had an office for me at Realty Executives at Dave McCormick's. He had just oh, remodeled right. downtown. I'd never even walked in. She said, "Go take the test and come on in." So I that was my first day walking into the office. And into the office, they gave me an office. That is awesome. So yeah, part well, and then so yeah, and Big Dave's one of those, one of those uh, oh, yeah. long termers. And uh, that is, again, that's just real estate history there. And they were still on Cherry at the time? That's right. So, wow. Yeah, it was on Aspen. It was on Aspen, yeah. It was on Aspen right, at the time. Okay. Cherry. You're right, Greg. So now, gotcha. So they moved over. And then he bought that the blue building. building yeah. And we moved over there. Gotcha, gotcha. And I had the back porch. And you, when I first moved into town, so 14 years ago, you were already at Russ Lion. So how long have you guys been at Russ Lion now? I was there a year after they they got here. Okay. So however many years that's I think it was two thousand five when Jim and Todd came to town and Okay. Yeah, we were and I I knew that was gonna be my I wanted it to be my last move and it was a it was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Well and so 
did you always know that, hey, follow mom around? Were you like going to showings? Oh, Were just you? wait. It was Freddie too, wasn't it? Freddie, both Freddie and mom <laughs> were uh, very persuasive when I was looking for a career path and a profession. Gotcha. And I'd been in Colorado and California. I'd moved out of town for a couple of years here and there after college and was coming back to Flagstaff and trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And uh, Freddie and Mom were strongly oh, recommending. Come on. Did you have real estate? Uh, that says a lot, though, because I wonder, you know, so real estate is nowhere in my jeans. Like, nowhere in my jeans. And uh, Mortgage broking's nowhere in my jeans either. Yeah, well, like mortgage and real estate. I'm saying, like, mortgage and real oh. estate. Like, my parents were, like, extremely um, conservative, like, financially, like, fiscally conservative. And so, like... Anywhere near what we're doing, because I'll tell you, I've, I've, uh, um, there's a hilarious, you know, Dave Ramsey, the financial, you know, uh, radio talk show guy was uh, a real estate agent for a long, long stint of time. And so he has, and I think this is perfect because he says when he's talking to folks about, um, and, and now really coaches people to be fiscally conservative, but when he tells them, he's like, when I moved into real estate, the first thing they do is they take your risk meter and they break it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just saying like, the things that, uh, you know, so like investing in real estate, purchasing real estate, like it's all can be very scary. And so, again, like nowhere. So this is completely not my genes, but I'm very curious now of how my kids will react and respond to then what I do and my level of risk and and also then how the career plays into like family life. So you obviously weren't like burnt out from mom being an agent or didn't have a negative did you have like positives or was it pretty net neutral growing up with it? it? It was positive. It was all positive without a doubt. Yeah, I, I could tell that it was a great profession for mom. You enjoyed it. You're really good at it, great at it. And uh, the, you know, it was retail with dad and real estate with mom. And I definitely tried retail out too. Yeah. I worked at Mount Sports a lot. And, yeah. Uh, when it came down to it, uh, real estate was definitely the best fit. I, I love it. I loved it from the get-go. I have great mentors. We have so many great personalities and friends in this business here in town. We have so many amazing colleagues. And after, in my case, it's been 22 years, uh, It's it's been the best. I just love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting to me on even though, you know, Mark and Lisa went a little bit more of the retail, Brett and, and Rosie a little bit more of the real estate, is that both embody community and you guys do a ton with community and and everyone I like, yeah, every downtown person is like, you know, part of the it's all part of you know, Flagstaff and you guys and Lambersons are all just this big thing. And so one question that I have, though, before we go too far down the real estate path, and as I'm here, as I was hearing your stories here, is that um, there's also so like community and real estate and retail, but there's also this like Lamberson hippie vibe we got to talk about, right? And so like anytime I talk about Brett Lamberson, my wife is like, "Oh, that's the guy that drives the cool car," right? <laughs> and then uh, and, and so you guys have like this uh, flower child aspect and this love for cars because as you were describing things you're like and we drove weird in the torino right and so uh, so rosie has this love for cars and and this hippie vibe style and old cars maybe it's just more about old cars help help me understand this passion of kind of that that unique and and classic style you guys have 
I'm from Indiana. Yeah. Originally. Okay. And my brother is a car collector. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and um, he, they're old cars and fire engines. Oh, okay. He's a big collector. Gotcha. Um, I, I didn't really get the bug, but I, I have, I do look at cars, you know, and I like different looking ones. You know, like I had that green XB, that shoebox on wheels yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Just because. I thought it was cute and it was different, you yeah. know. And um, so, I don't know. Uh, now I drive a Kia, but it's kind of normal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you not? Uh, did you sell the the VW bus? I still have it. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep thinking it's going to be my condo on wheels, and I'm just going to take <laughs> off one of these days. <laughs> what's what's the Mark's road. thoughts on that? <laughs> what's that? What's Mark's thoughts on that? He's okay with it. He's okay with that. Yeah. He's Saddle okay up. With that. Yeah. Okay, travel a bit, and you're um, I mean, you have you have multiple vehicles. You have, you have the family vehicle, right, and the showing vehicle. But more of than uh, you also have that classic BMW, right? We love the classics, yeah. And what's that one? It's a 1970 2002 is the model. Okay, and uh, it's my second one. Okay, and we're also driving Steph's dad's 46 Willys right now too. Gotcha. So come on over, we'll take you out. Yeah, did he uh, did he restore the Willys? It's original. It's original. Second owner. It's in perfect condition. So nice. Yeah, we love the classics. I mean, you've been known to walk out of Barrett Jackson with a car before too. Uh, yeah, I went down yeah. there with my brother and his team <laughs> on Thursday when there's no reserve, uh. and I got myself a Mercedes. Um, okay. Because Mark wanted a touring car. Okay. And so we decided that's a good touring car. Yeah. And it was. I don't know. They only made like thirteen hundred of them or something because it had some sort of engine in it. And yeah. Had a back window in it, and um, it was ocean blue with white interior. I brought that home with. I used up all the gas from Phoenix to oh, here. Full tank in that thing, and <laughs> you could just smell it burning. I had it for oh, six no. months, and I ended up selling it to uh -oh. my insurance agent because <laughs> gotcha. it was just too. It was too nice of a car for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like a seventy-two something. Yeah, we got to think for classics. That's yeah. awesome. Got to think yeah. for the classics. Well, very cool. And as far as then, well, and, and so in, in the journeys, we finished out some journeys here a little bit that are continuing here. So you you also, in your stint of real estate, became an attorney, yes. but then came back to real estate. Yes. So what came, what brought you back to real estate from, from law? Because you were, well, and actually... Um, tell us a little bit, because I know there was a whole journey in law. You were practicing a very specific and very noble type of law in California. So tell us a little bit about that. That was always the plan. You know, ever since I, the early days in real estate sales, I was really interested in real estate law and was always interested in practicing real estate law along with being involved in sales. And so finally in 2012, went and made the leap and went to law school. And while I was there, I had a real estate internship, and I was required to have two internships, and you couldn't do the same one twice. And the office next door is in immigration law. And um, so I went and knocked on that door asking for an internship. And my partner, mentor, and now one of my best friends, Yevgeny Sverdlove, is, uh, who answered, and he's an absolute immigration law guru. And he specialized in asylum and refugee law. And so I, I fell in love with that and spent an extra three years in San Francisco practicing that. And uh, in that time frame, there was a lot happening a in lot the happened. immigration world. It, yeah. was, uh, it, was, it was amazing. It was 
action-packed. And yeah. I had a, I, I practiced real estate law as well in landlord tenant and commercial law there. And um, so I had a couple different practice areas that I dove into, but it was because of Gene and the asylum work itself that I really fell in love with integration and ended up staying in San Francisco for three years longer than I'd planned. Okay. And uh, it was, you know, the intent was to punch my ticket out of law school, get back here right away and get into practice back in Flagstaff and have that as a hybrid with sales as well. Yeah. And, um, so with that, that three-year delay or three-year holdover in San Francisco was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll never forget the day I got back to Flagstaff and how I just felt like I was coming up for air. Because, <laughs> you know, between – I started law school the day after I moved to San Francisco. So I didn't have time to really even think about what was going on because everything was so intense yeah. right out of the gates. And it just continued like that for – for six years, which was awesome, but like I always say, this this is definitely my natural habitat here. Yeah. So, and is it uh, from just either the family, community, or do you prefer to be closer to the ski and drive to the surf <laughs> versus? That's it. Um, gotcha. Everything here, and then we've got the ocean eight hours away. Yeah. So it's easy enough to get there. It's just really hard to get out of the city to go to the mountains to do all the things we love about it here where, yeah. you know, we just take a short hop any, in any direction and you're doing what you love here. I was going to say, yeah. so, and then for those of you guys listening that Brett is an avid, avid surfer. I, um, I knew that really quickly when, when we were first starting, like when I moved to town, I was first getting to know you guys and working on clients here and there. It was like, oh, Brett's, Brett's going here on a surf trip or Brett's going there on a surf trip. <laughs> so. The one you went to Indonesia, that was the one that really, as a mother, kind of got me got on this boat that yeah. was made out of styrofoam in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and was cracking up, right? That was one, that was one for the ages, for sure. We had a lot of fun. We were, yeah, the boat, we, we pulled it off. Yeah, right here. yeah, you're here. Talk about risk meter. <laughs> so maybe maybe it wasn't real estate, it was surfing that broke, broke Brett's meter. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, too, but it's easy enough, and that's to take trips. Yeah. Well, and then you're chasing the chasing the wave, right? So that's the thing. Was if you live in San Francisco, you're still maybe chasing the wave. You're, you're still getting you're on a plane the, somewhere. You're chasing the wave of Henry now, though. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> With the baby, it's a big wave. All <laughs> has, has Henry surfed his first wave yet? No. How old's Henry? He's, he's two. Two. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting close. But he skis. loves the ocean. Oh, he, he does ski. You got him on the keys, right? Snowboarding. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he loves swimming. He loves the water. So we'll get him out there. Love it. I love it. Yeah. So you got him up at uh, Snowball a little bit this last year? A bunch. Yeah. On the board or the skis? He had both set up, so we'd give him his course. choice. Yeah. Each day he'd ask him which one he wanted to do more. He's trending snowboarder so far. He seems like he likes okay. that a little Just, more. That's awesome that you gave. So being a snowboarder, I've never skied, um, but I, I wanted my kids to love this, you know, being on the mountain. I wanted them to love that, and I'm not – I'm not about the ski or snowboarder fight, right? Um, I know we made skiing cool again, and now <laughs> it's like, you know, we help each other out. And so, um, but the, uh, uh, I started my kids on skis. My kids have never boarded. And my 10-year-old wants to try the boarding now, but that's awesome that you, did you do both as growing up? I love them both. Okay. I, I absolutely love Is it more both. so a condition driven or just whatever you're feeling that day? It is, it's conditions. And a lot of people are like, hey, if it's deep, take the board, mm -hmm. right, surf it, yeah. and then... 
I keep both setups in the car all the time. <laughs> yeah, get a look at it. And see. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And did you go? Um, so I know you were saying that you moved to Aspen as part of your journey. Mark ta- he was a ski instructor in Aspen. And Mark so was a ski instructor in Aspen. He, okay. Uh, and he worked in a ski shop. Okay. And where I was Mark was, from originally? Uh, uh, Midwest. Okay. Uh, um, Cleveland area. Okay. You know, New Jersey. Okay. Um, but then he moved west to go to school in Boulder. Okay. And that's where Colorado b- came in. Gotcha. And um, so he taught me how to ski. Okay. And, I, you know, the three of them, Brett, Mark, and Lisa, are built for it. You know, the, I mean, they have a passion for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really did, you know. They I, just I, had the hot I'll, chocolate I'll ready I'll when make, they Yeah, get I'll make the, the chili <laughs> and wait for you guys to come home. The thing that would get me, though, is I'd stay home and I'd be all sand out, you know, making chili, and they'd be coming home in a few hours, and I had the house all clean, and they would come clomping in ski boots and it's like really you guys <laughs> oh yeah but that's a mother and kids are no my kids it's like you can see the uh, uh you can see the trail of their action of like yeah. there's the beanie and then the mittens <laughs> and then like the like it's just and it's not one spot but it's like <laughs> yeah you gotta love it i yeah. went on strike once oh did you, you? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it was a full week i think well, you know, I was working, and yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, everybody needs to pull their weight, and they were like, okay, and well, where's the laundry you're going to do? Mm, I haven't gotten to that, and so finally, I just went on strike, but I couldn't stand it after two weeks because of the dust bunnies around the house. <laughs> so, well, we have this mother-son dynamic, which, I mean, this is probably, this is a Hallows Team podcast first. Um, <laughs> we got to put, we got to embarrass Brett a little bit, so I'm going to ask, and it's, it's, this will be... Uh, <laughs> can you tell us so it's a two-part question can you tell us one thing that you always knew brett was good at from the get-go and that's just something about brett and then but but it, it, it maybe the first question we used to say one thing that brett was not good at that you knew he was going to have to figure out and he learned his lessons well the first thing that comes to mind is just you know you as a I mean, birthing you and having you as a baby and knowing who you were, you know, from the get-go. And you were just easy and com- it, it kind of observed the room. Um, compassionate Kay. is the first word that comes to my mind. I like that. And um, what, what was the second question? Like, what do you need One thing that you knew, like, and at least this is identify my kids, like, there's one thing I... Charlie, you're going to have to figure that one out or oh, it's going to Ch- be a rough... Charlie's go. got everything figured out. <laughs> that's, that's one thing <laughs> she needs to figure out. She doesn't. Um, but, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's something that you thought or that growing up you've seen Brett learn? That you knew, hey, you're going to have to tackle this to be an effective adult or, you know, is there anything that Brett had to learn some tough life lessons with? You know, I don't give so much credit. (laughs) You know, I I know it's there. Each of my kids, I guess, yeah, with each of my kids, each of my kids, like they they got certain things down, and other things like this is where you're gonna, like especially strengths too. Sometimes, oh yeah, strengths can be weaknesses. Like how you have to, like how you're gonna have to learn to moderate that, right, or something of that nature. I don't know. Well, you know, and and this is a comparison. I mean, just. You know, when you look at your kids, sure. you know, one's this yeah. way and the yeah, other yeah. one's that way. 
um, you know, you used to be shy. Okay. And it was, oh, I, but, you know, I didn't want him to rule the room or anything, but, you know, and Lisa's not shy. She, yeah. she would walk into the room and not that she would own it, you know, but people would just notice her the way that sure. she would come into the room. You were, you were just more in the background the way that you would walk in the room. And maybe that's what I would think about, oh, you know, you'll get it. Yeah. Well, and that plays in pot, like the strengths of the weakness, right? If you use the, yeah, taking the room in, compassionate, but also kind of more that soft-spoken and having to figure out when to assert yourself. You, so when you're in, in your broker meetings in Rest Lion, as Brett is now the broker of Rest Lion Sotheby's here in Flagstaff, does that shy ever play into it? Or are you more confident now? I figured it out, I think. <laughs> um, but I, I remember that. And I, I still tend to be, I, I consider myself to be a little bit reserved. Yeah. Um, you have to work on being extroverted that way. Is that right? Maybe. I mean, I, I certainly, I love people. I love friends and family and or just community and being part of it and being in it. Um, but I, I think I, pr- I, I might have figured that one out. If, well, to your point, is because I do remember being shy, and I remember specifically some times where, you know, like my first day working at Mountain Sports, I might have been my first day working on the floor, you know, on the yeah, sales floor. Yeah. And I might have been 15 ish. I don't even know. And I'd, I grew up there, and I'd seen everything happen. I, all friends, family, everybody. I, Felt like I knew everything about it. And I go and clock in and I get out there. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And I felt this kind of there wall you go. kind of come over me where yeah. even just, and I I forget if it was mom or dad, go say hi. And somebody yeah. comes into the shop, I go say hi. I'm like, okay, okay. And I think that was probably one of the helpful steps in, Figuring that out, yeah. And having and then all of a sudden, of course, you're having a ton of fun with it. It's like mm-hmm. exactly, and there there has to be something of oh, as I hit my <laughs> my chair here. Um, it, it's kind of fun as we talk through this that you see all these different life experiences that really that mold you, mold your personality, and then um, it molds how you see the world, right? And 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 mold your skill set. Because I could probably go so far as to guess, as I'm hearing you say this and thinking of, of, of the Brett I know now and then the Rosie who you grew up with of like, um, you were probably getting pretty good as the time went on of like, all right, this is what this person is coming in for or what this person could be, could use. Not that you're selling people, but right. Um, is that is that a skill set that you gained yes. along the way? yes. And then that, that just plays right into like real estate, right? Of like wanting to take care of people, wanting to, I mean, that's, I loved when I went into the store and did that interview with Lisa. And it was like this whole thing, like I, I love, love, love. Like we commoditize so much these days, right? Of like, oh, I need a coat. I'll go on Amazon. I'll order that. And then that's you're right. like, you don't, you don't know what you're buying. You don't know who's producing it. You don't know why it's produced. And when you sit down there and you understand you know, the Lambersons love for the community and then their their belief in the brand, the Patagonia, is sticks right in with 1% them. 1% for the planet. 
Yeah. And then they repair things for life. And like, they actually want to have a sustainable, like make a product that you can take outdoors. Now this is a big Patagonia advertisement, but that, and then take, that's going to be respectful to the outdoors. And so there's just all these crossovers, um, with then exactly, it's just such a beautiful marriage and a fit. And so just the, the way that, you know, I see that mountain sport wants to take care of the community and really believe in the community that they serve. Um, that that plays right into your guys's real estate careers, right? It does. That's a, that's a great comparison because something that we've, you know, we, we cherish this community. We love Flagstaff, and I think so many of our colleagues do too. And we, you know, we're all in critical roles for this community, and to be, um, to always have that in mind what that means for the, the essence of our community. Yeah. Because, you know, we have kids who are raising here and after being raised here, there's yeah. so many things that we love. And I think by and large, it's, um, it's, it's amazing. People who like the same things we like, who want to be part of this community, who are moving here, really embrace it and enhance it in a lot and of it's ways. Hard. So it's you it's know, it's a big hard challenge. Now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, this is kind of a segue to real estate. Absolutely. And how, uh, even for the 40 years that I've been in it, um, w- I can remember years ago saying to a couple that were, and they were older, and they wanted to retire here, and they ultimately ended up retiring here, but they looked at, like, South Carolina and a few other places that were more affordable even then. And, you know, I just, I said, yeah, we're, kind of special here and we're that has gone exponential in the last five six years too though for those families like you know your family coming back here once they maybe leave home when they grow up and you know it's it's you want them to come back but you do you, you want them to fly yeah but you want them to have that opportunity to come back and that's somewhat of the challenge you know we've always been a dual income flagstaff yeah. you know yeah. mom and dad both working most yeah. of us oh, yeah. it's always um, been one of the top three in the state pretty much right as far right? as yeah. well it has like f- f- when you were first slinging real estate do you remember if flagstaff was always kind of considered like a spendier town or or did that r- when did that really shift it, it's always been there it's kind of you know, always, been, always a been more expensive compared yeah, to like phoenix yeah. and right and what you yeah I mean, what they say you can get, quote unquote. But we're proud, you know, to be able to have ownership. Yes. Now, you know, those entry levels are over 400,000. And, um, you know, people go, they apologize for, oh, I know it's not very much. And I can remember I used to say to people when it was like 250,000, that's a quarter of a million dollars. And now it's almost a half a million dollars. That's Nothing to snuff at. You know, no. you don't have to apologize for that. No. Yeah. But there's this relative factor to it, I think, that that's, you know, so it's, you guys have seen a lot of shift and change. And that we, you know, it's one of the things that I've caught hold of is no one's, control is a myth, right? No one's in control of this. There's no, there's no person we, we can put on, on stand and trial of why Flagstaff is, on try if anything it's what we can you know put on trial of why flagstaff is trending how it's trending is you know the irony of exactly 
what's around us and what it has to offer, right? Yes. The exact reasons that drove us here, they aren't going away, like, right? The Flagstaff summers, the the mountains, the ski resorts, the, you know, proximity to Sedona, Grand Canyon, Lake Powell. The, Any given point that if you drive yeah. out of here, it's gorgeous. Oh, what you have within like a, like a, well, 15 minute radius of like your daily, your hikes, your bikes, your everything to, you know, and then you go to like a one hour or two hour with like, you know, I've been taking uh, youth backpacking and different things. And from even that two hour, what the drastic differences, I don't know, this is then becoming like a a travel, travel commercial (laughs) here. So we're not going down that path, but that's where I think that's hard is because people are real, you know, it's, it's a, it's a secret that's now spreading a little bit more. All those selfies, right? And all the, well, you know, it's it's definitely expanding there. And and then we see generationally of like, hey, you know, w- we've made it. We're like, we planted deep roots. Me and my wife for the last 14 years. She just came to school here and then I came and traveled here and it's like, okay, this is it. We can't, we can't find anything else that has this. And, but then with seeing how the market, especially in the last, last five years, the last three years, of just seeing how things have accelerated, that's been a big question for me. Of like, how's Henry? How are you know Charlie Reese, Van and Finn? You know, how are our kids going to to make it? Did you ever have? So I'm curious though, within that context, because we have very short term memories. Did you ever have those concerns? So I like, did. how are Brett and Lisa going to make I it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and Lisa bought well. Brett and I bought your first house. On South O'Leary when you went to college. Okay. And then, you know, you bought me out. Then Lisa, um, she was able to buy a home. um, When was it? 2005? When you could fog a mirror? Okay. Was that what year that was? I wasn't here at that point in time, so I didn't do the mirror test for her. Um, She got a stated income. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled it off. She pulled it off, got the house, worked out. It was laughable. You know that yeah. they she were got giving, in though. There, I, and I think it was, um, well, it was with Nikki. Oh, is it with Nikki at the time? I love I it. I can remember her. They, you know, and it wasn't just her, but the, there were thirteen hundred programs that you could put, be put into. And then Different when time. it fell, yeah, there were five. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is the you know that's just the nature of. The business and real estate, the regulation, deregulation. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it fun, you know, when someone, it's always changing. It is always changing. And you have to have, well, yeah, you have to have a little bit of faith, yes. a lot of bit of faith. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and because I would assume that inventory has always been a crunch in Flagstaff. Yes, it has. Right. Other, we're seeing that nationally. And so it's this like nuanced problem nationally because of a lot of larger, larger pieces at play there. But it's always been an issue at Flagstaff we're because so confined, of, yeah. as we know, with the national forest you know, around us, and that's yeah. what's always made us so proud. Well, yeah. and that's the, the magic here. Mm-hmm. Why we're here time. is all, all that activity, all the bounty around us in every direction. Mm-hmm. It also Part of the challenge when it comes to being able to be here, without a doubt, mm-hmm. for values, but you get what you pay for. Is what I always yeah. say, you know. And it's it's always been expensive, but it's always worth it. Yeah. And 
there's there's always an opportunity too. Um, and a lot of people, I see it all the time, especially right now, a lot of people are just just to get in the game and get their starter They're happy when they do. And do, do yeah. you know, it's find hard a way. It yeah. And it's, like you say, it's, you, you work really hard. Your partner, if you have one, works really hard. Yeah. And you play really hard, too, and it, you make it happen. And so there's, yeah, but there are all these opportunities for and I love that the hindsight, right? And and with time, and it's just like we don't remember sometimes. Like our memories are so short term, oftentimes. And I had these clients that they were just trying to swing, right? Swing at their first time home. And I was telling them like, "You're ahead of the game." Like these 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 uh, this couple was in their twenties, and like just trying to work hard and, and get into a home and believing in that American dream that they need to quit yeah. paying rent and they need to be able to have some freedom, right? On uh, on not dealing with landlord issues and, and what they can and can't do and that type of thing. And they were struggling, had a bad experience with an offer, like just going sideways and things not coming together. And, you know, you're going to be out some money on inspections and things. And, you know, that's always a little bit of a bitter sting, uh, salt in the wound. Um, but they kept trying. They, they bought a home in March and they actually circled around with me and I loved it. And clients, more clients should be doing this because they were like, hey, we are, love this home. Um, but this isn't our forever home, Chris. Two, three years down the road, we want to be closer to Flagstaff because we moved a little, you know, the first home had to be a little bit drive and but we want to be closer. What should we be doing now? Let's circle around on those goals. And and I love that like four months after the purchase and they were so like, they'd already, you know, we could recall and kind of go back on the war stories on, oh my gosh, that got a little crazy and you were so scared and the payments, but look, the rate is, the rate's a percent better than they are now. Like back in March, and just for things that trended. So about and you is, and this is a plug about you, <laughs> but I've always felt this way that you can make plans with people. Not everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. You give, you give people a plan, a roadmap. Yeah, and that's you like that. Oh, I so that's that's our like we got a little map or a little topo here. Yeah, you have to navigate, right? You have to navigate, and I think that's people have to navigate a little more now. And a little bit more, you know, than they had to. You could fall into some deals. Um, but I do think that's a huge piece that people need to be talking to experienced people and making, like, don't come off the couch. Like, just don't, like, you don't want to come off the couch and hide the Grand Canyon. I had some buddies mm -hmm. of mine do it and they were hurting for a little bit last month. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to come off the couch and, and think, like, all right, that payment's just going to swing and it's going to work. Yeah. yeah. But I want a question I wanted to make sure that we cover here because. You know, there's uh, folks that sell real estate and there's folks that buy real estate and folks that sell real estate, they transact a lot more and have a lot more experience with it. But there's even a more unique category of folks that you guys fit into of folks that really love all different aspects of real estate and are personally involved in lots from you guys have owned rentals. You love you love it renovating property. I do. You do, yes. and you do it smart. Rosie does it smart, where she pays people to do it, versus like <laughs> I'm the one with like drywall in my like like forever oh, in my I'm lungs. I'm envious of that. I wish um, I were like that. Yeah, but uh, but I'm curious to know from that those experience. What are some of the things that you love most about the other facets of real estate from renovation, and what do you love about it? And then maybe talking about what are things you tolerate. Kind of that real talk of like you know. Here's the bottom line on what maybe you don't know about renovating or owning or flipping that you may maybe should, because you guys have done about everything. Well, I think that for me, 
you know, when I'm showing properties, I I see the possibilities yeah. for my people. when And I get excited. Yeah. They're like, really? At <laughs> first? And then they can get excited. And that's yeah. that's contagious that way. It's like, oh, no, you're going to just do this and do that. You don't do it. And, and I think because you do it probably like, and this is, if I can so aspire to be similar to Rosie Lamberson here, kind of, is it like Michelangelo in the stone, right? Do you know this one? Is like, and was he the stone? He carved stone, right? I think he did it, it all. He did yeah. it all. He, and he, so he, he, he painted ceilings. He yeah. wouldn't, so they say that he wouldn't go in and say, oh, I'm going to carve this out of this piece of stone, that he would start cutting away at the stone and see what the stone wanted to be. Right, oh, I remember yeah. so. And oh, so, where yeah. you have like that client that makes way too much money and comes in and says, "I'm going to make this house this for no reason. It's just that's what they want, right?" Versus saying, "What does this house want, want. to be?" Yeah, <laughs> right. I like it. And there's there's fun in that though, right? Because it's not like, oh, we're gonna take this HGTV kitchen and slap it in here. It's like, no, no, no. How could we work with the existing with bones? I like to got. work with what we've got. Because yeah. you've done a lot of downtown properties and things. Have you done any historic? Well, they all seem to be historic. <laughs> <laughs> they were about falling down. But, oh, gotcha. um, you know, I just love, it's like, okay, this floor is um, uneven. Can we get under there and jack it up a little bit without losing the windows? Yeah. Um, um, things like that. You, yeah, know. you are good um, at that. Um, you know, just to revive a house. I think it comes from... You know, a Midwestern upbringing too. Yeah. You know, there's some great architecture back in the Midwest. In the Midwest, that you know, save that house. Don't don't just tear it down. Well, in a sense of that, that um, we're losing that trait more and more. But frugality. Yeah. Right. right. Why do yeah, I just tear something in and throw in something just to yeah. s- say we could? Well, I may, maybe the it, the pendulum is swinging. Uh, you know, back again. You know, everything changes all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing on how certain things that have that, that you can, that's a beautiful, right? When you see that home that has some of this classic kind of look that was maybe in 30 years ago, and you just have to maybe upscale it a little yeah, bit, a little but bit. it's back. Well, that was what was so much fun <laughs> about when you and Stephanie got your house on Aspen. And um, it was, it's a great house. And yeah. I walked into that dining room and it was like, oh, this is mine. You know, we're going <laughs> to, we're just going to get into it this weekend and we did and of course you think it's going to be a day and you know four days later you're still working on it but yeah it was fun because you know it had just great bones to it it had hardwood oak floors and yeah you know, some molding to it that just yeah. needed to be um you know put put our mark on it yeah just reviving it mm-hmm. i think it's which was fun but you know i have to watch cars and classic houses yeah yeah. You know, sometimes you have to watch that, and you've probably been there, too, when you go show a house and you open the door, and it's like, this is not for you, you know. And then they love it, and they buy it. So you got to watch what you say. I've learned that sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, I'll get really strong on my opinion, and then they'll say, thank you, Chris. Uh, you showed us A and B, and you love B, but we're going to go A, you know. And, like, I have learned that yeah, there's Give them the educate, educate, and they let them go free. Right? We handle the process. They handle yeah. the decisions. Yeah. Correct. And, you know, it is fun. Everybody, I, it, you see potential. And I love it when uh, other people see potential in a home um, and want to just reveal that. And kind of that Michelangelo thing you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. But, uh, and that's that's a big part of what it takes. And it always has been a big part of what it takes to 
to own property in Flagstaff is to have that vision and um, and be resourceful in so many different ways. And it, and it, it always it's always a great buy. Always a great investment for sure. Well, and you know, people you hope that they stay too when well, they buy their yeah. homes. We like to work with people. I always am sorry when you know th- those those folks that you know decide to leave. You know that yeah. yeah yeah it's like oh I'm gonna miss you you know you're all part of Flagstaff and that's what I think a lot of folks um, see the mountain and see the um, see the real estate and the value and um, but once they move in like that's where you got to believe in like the community and that's why I think it's really hard for a lot of folks that do rent here and want to make it happen because they know the community and they're like ah but I got to bite off on that cost. And I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know. And, and I know there's, um, I haven't lived a ton of places, but, uh, but I haven't found a community quite like Flagstaff's, right? And that I love that, you know, you walk into, like you were saying, like how many folks have gotten married from <laughs> the working at the Mountain Sport <laughs> and then, you know, in our little Flagstaff community of just, you know, the, you know, the folks that are moving and shaking and the shop owners and the, you know, their employees and their crew and their, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. And I guess, uh, you know, really quick as we, uh, to, to wrap here and cause we could talk you guys, the Black Sabbath history, I'm sure you have stories for days. What are your thoughts? Where is the community heading? And, 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 you know, what are your major up points or concerns on saying, Hey, Black Sabbath is always going to be this, but here's what we need to be careful on. You know, it's, fun because I, I spent six years out of town and coming back was of course a lot had changed yeah but to me it was exactly the same it was just visual um, new buildings um, some old buildings have disappeared but sure I've moved away and back a few times and I for me at least the flagstaff that I've known and loved forever is still perfectly intact uh, and I think I think it's got a lot of strength that way. I think people come here for that and want to contribute to it, to that character and that essence of our community. And so I I feel like that's going to carry forward. I'm confident it is. I'm certainly hopeful it is going to carry forward because it's what we're all about. And uh, some people who might not identify with that, move on moving on to and yeah. looking for another community too and sure uh, but i feel like there's something about it here that is really powerful and resonates with people i think i speak for four of us in this room right now <laughs> yeah. but you know just it's this kind of a momentum thing that you know draws people here and a lot of people i mean we're, we're so hot right now especially the past few years we're getting a lot of international attention not just nationwide or statewide yeah international attention and that draws people who want to be part of the community it draws the people who like i say identify with it and want to contribute to it and support it and carry it forward that's that's my assessment especially yeah, in the and past I three years we don't have you know rose, we do have rose colored glasses because yeah. we love this community yeah and there are those who you know, and I think you'll find this anywhere that, oh, it's gotten too big for me. I need to find something smaller. Or, And it used to be just the opposite. 
when I first started real estate, I can remember people saying, I have to leave here because it's just, I know everybody at the grocery store. I just can't <laughs> be true. anonymous. That and now yeah. it's kind of, yeah. uh, you know. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's, and I do think, you know, the, the essence and character of the community is their challenges because a lot of, you know, we, we need to really do everything we can to support that with keeping the people who have been here for a long time, you yeah. know, giving them the opportunities to stay here. Yeah. And that has a lot of different looks, and that's another multi-hour conversation we could have another time, but uh, there's, there's always a solution. Yeah, uh, we I, I think we do have some work to do to to develop those, but there it, it's not the Apollo mission, and <laughs> this we don't the book's already been written in a lot of other communities too. So absolutely. Yeah. And what is it that uh, I mean? One of the things that makes this Flagstaff pretty special is you know not just the beauty of what we have our surroundings, but we have. Um, you know, a, a university here, which makes it vibrant. We have tourism. Yeah. And, of course, we have, you know, our our community of working people, you know. Um, and, I mean, I know there are other communities like that. Um, yeah. But it makes us kind of diversified here well, in that way. It's much different. When we talk and compare Flagstaff to, like, a Park City or an Aspen, um and I don't know like the economic numbers, but population wise, we are significantly larger and we have that university, right? So we're this like ski town meets college town within a very stable, strong, like middle class with actual industry of Gore and, uh, and, you know, between NAU and Gore, like we have, we do have big employers, right? And so it's, there's a lot of unique things that just intersect all right there. And, uh, and it, it, it reminds me though of, uh, saw this uh yeah this this advertisement or not this out or this news uh piece and they were saying you know we're all it's all going downhill the kids are stuck to screens they're rebellious like it's just like this loud in your face society everything's like we just have no hope for the future and uh, it says written in like 1980 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. and so i think like we we tend to really think our problems are the biggest problems but if we talked through all your history like it probably wasn't the easiest thing to own a business here in flagstaffs and there's ups and downs and there's challenges oh, no, and there we've been through time. you know world wars when you were growing up and it's like you know and so we, we you know and now we're dealing with all this inflation and the same concerns of will my kids afford flagstaff existed then and they exist now. I think it just comes down to a little bit of patience, planning, and faith. And I don't know if you've talked much in your podcasts about the affordable housing. You know, I am so for that for yeah. for Flagstaff somehow, and it keeps getting circled around. That's a whole other subject that yeah. you know would be interesting to. Yeah, we have some challenges. We need to we need to Certainly. take a hold of for sure. But I think the key piece, though. Uh, not to not to have any last word on it and let me you know as we as we get close on time here but really i think that everyone would be best served to first you know great if we can come together as a community and and put some you know put some things in place and really help people in flagstaff better afford flagstaff that want to be and i want to stay here 
But I also think, I think everyone, uh, I do believe in as much uh, personal initiative and responsibility as we can, right? People saying, hey, if you want to own this town or own in this town, get that plan together. You might have to, you know, might have to drive, <laughs> maybe not the classic car that Brett has, but you might have to drive that older car. You might have to start saving a little bit. You might have to stop going to steak houses quite as much. I am surprised on how many people really could but they have to make changes, and that's a choice. That's sage advice. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you, thank you all. It is. It's a plan, but the faith is really the kicker on that too, and believe in your your plan and your process. And yeah. there's there's always a solution for sure. And we're gonna be. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk before then, but the centennial for <laughs> mountain sport will be that much more exciting. We're not. It's not going. This town's not going anywhere. Nor is mountain sport. So flies, yeah, it's not that far. Awesome. Maybe Henry will own at that point in time or one of the leases. So awesome, you guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, pleasure to have you on. It's been our pleasure, Chris. Thank you.